Hello again. Welcome to Faith, Family, and Politics. I'm your host, Joshua Cummins. We're going to have a really big show today. That's our good friend, Louis Rodriguez, host of Rodriguez Rants here in studio with us. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Now, um, we were going to have um, some of your, I guess he would be some of your favorites. Uh, uh, or he might be someone you, you really, really dislike. That'd be out of it, Alan McFarland. He's not here in studio with us, unfortunately. Um, had something come up at home, so uh, um, we have our perfect producer. He's doing double duty. He's some. He's somehow amazingly, Laura. You got something that you can learn from him. Um, he's producing and and also on camera at the same time. That's why he's the perfect producer. Perfect producer. And there's none better. Sterling Metcalf Allen. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. A man of all <laughs> trades. <laughs> It, no, there's none better. It's a lot none of better. exercise. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so bringing the message tonight, um, we have a, our young apprentice that's been coming here, and he's been learning a lot from Sterling. Uh, one of these days, he'll be a per- perfect producer as well, and, and um, he's been involved with Revolver Broadcasting stuff, so we've been enjoying having him around. It's uh, young Mr. Cam Reed. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Uh, and, uh, how are you doing tonight? Doing as well as I can. Well as you can, huh? All right, so uh, just before we get started, Cam, um, I do want to uh, talk about, since I mentioned Revolver Broadcasting, I do want to talk about the fact that we do have um, four shows in total. So not only this one here that you're enjoying right now uh, so much, Faith, Family, and Politics, uh, but also, as I mentioned before, uh, Louis' show, Rodriguez Rants. you got to watch it, especially that Facebook rant, man. That, ah, that, he lit him up. He lit him up. He let him know. And... Uh, <laughs> That was a really good one. Um, and then the guy who's out tonight, he, we have the Laughing Libertarian. That is Alan McFarland. And uh, he brought the message a couple weeks back. Um, we had Danny Tippett. So um, his uh, latest episode is going to be on video. Um, so be on the lookout for What is the Truth About with Danny. That's the refresh title. So What is the Truth About with Danny. Um, so it'll be available on Facebook, YouTube, Rumble, just like Faith, Family, and Politics, Rodriguez, Rants, and Laughing Libertarian. So you're going to get to see his face uh, not <laughs> and that epic beard that he's got going on. Um, and if you want to just do it audio only, you know, maybe, you're, maybe you're only listening to this show on audio only, um, it's anywhere you can download your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. All right? And remember to like, share, comment, and all that stuff. We need to hear from you. We need to know, you know, if we're doing it right, you know, if you're hate watching or if you're loving watching. <laughs> All right. The bills are paid, Cam. Um, you have a title for us? Controlling your emotions. Controlling your emotions. It's got to be hard to do, but I'm sure that the Lord's got us uh, some footprints here to, mm-hmm. to follow. Yeah. Yes, he does. Yeah, he does. And, um, uh, just before we have that message, uh, I think Sterling can uh, lead us in prayer. Absolutely. All right. Dear Lord, we come to you today and ask you to touch this broadcast, Lord, to bless it and to reach as many people as you can in your way, Lord, that only you know how. Lord, we can only uh, make the effort, Lord, and you will you will spread the seed and then you will bear the fruit in those people. Lord, we just want to uh, calm nerves and uh, open our hearts and minds to your word and to your understanding, and uh, just help us all grow together uh, in your in your word, Lord, and in Christ, 
uh, as brothers and as a community, Lord, let's all come back to um, come back to being all family and all being equals, Lord, and, and seeing each other that way. Lord, uh, we love you, and uh, we thank you for everything you do. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, Cam, take us off, buddy. Starting in uh, Matthew chapter 5 with the Christ came to fulfill the law. Uh, in verse 17, uh, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say unto you, unto heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the, the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same, will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So I wanted to go through and say that uh, God, or Christ came as a mediator to teach us what we should do for right from wrong. I wanted to have you uh, go ahead and pull up uh, Matthew 21. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually there. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, you want me to read, uh, was it said Matthew 21? 12 through 14. 12 through 14. Okay, so this is Matthew 21, 12 through 14. Um, this is uh, Jesus cleansing the temple. It says, uh, and Jesus entered the temple and drove out all who sold and bought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money uh, changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons Um he said to them, It is written, My house uh, shall be called a house of prayer, but you make it uh, <clears throat> make it in a den of robbers. And the uh, blind and the lame came to, the, you know, to him in the temple, and he healed them. So this is in showing uh, Christ's righteous anger of what how we uh, act towards our places of worship, our our homes, our, our communities for the body of Christ, for the church, um, and not in anger or sinful, wrathful anger towards our neighbors, our, our fellow humans of who walk with us. Right. So I will uh, then also ask you to read through Psalms 4-4. Four, four. Psalms 4-4? Four, four? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just pull it up here. I'm gonna, I got to scroll through this this little Bible app I got going on. Now uh, I am reading from the ESV, um, just to keep uh, everybody up with that. What in the Hades? <laughs> uh, okay. Kind of sounds like uh, there is a place for anger. There is a place for anger, uh, mm-hmm. but it has to be. It's very specific. It's like you were saying. It's not out of uh, those sinful signs of so malice, wrath those kinds of things, but uh, that the fact that Jesus showed that he got mad, like in the scripture, like, hey, listen, this is a thing. He's, he's not like, you know, do what you want in my place, it's fine. You know, No, he was like, he stood up for himself without hurting anybody. He did definitely, definitely made his point, and in a very table-turning kind of <laughs> way. 
Yeah, he kind of way, so. I'm sure he whipped a few of them too, but uh, I, I mean, chastised them probably for sure. I would but, assume. I mean, they had it coming. I mean, you're, you're, I mean, if you're selling stuff right out in front of the temple, you know. or in the temple, yeah, or in the temple, like pigeons, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Dirty birds, quote unquote. <laughs> uh, so uh, Psalms four four. Uh, this actually goes right to the point that you were just raising, Sterling. Uh, so Psalms four four is: Be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your own hearts on your on your beds and be silent. And then I will move into a continuation of Matthew 5, verse 21. Uh, You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say unto you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will will be liable to counsel, and whoever says you fool will be liable to the fires of hell. So if you are Offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you. Leave your gift there before the altar and go first. Be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are going with him to court, lest your accuser hand you over to the judge, and the judge to the guard, and you be put in prison. Truly I say to you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. Don't hold others against you for things that you have been uh, truly wronged for or, or wrong with towards others. That's my quote for that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, there is. That's that pretty deep. <laughs> it almost sounds like the um, what's the plank in your own eye kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So before you try to remove the. The thorn out of one person's eye, remove the log from your own. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, it's, it's said a few different ways there, uh, but it's also like um, it's a contrast of, of how we behave in society, right? I mean, this, this whole, I mean, people talk about, um, I think our, our monitor just went out. Um, I hope that's not a bad sign. <laughs> uh, so in, in, in America, we have the Judeo Christian values that our, our country was founded on, and I think um, the, those values coming from the Bible certainly uh, is what set the tone to allow this country to thrive. Yeah. Um, because it was following those that, that that contrast of hey, let's not do this because God says it's bad. Yeah. And let's try to live this way because God says that's a good way to live. Um, so that's what I, that's what I'm getting out of it is you know learning how to conduct yourself in society. And rein in those those uh, things uh, that can that can cause harm to others, and and being kind and courteous and all those things. Yeah, we're in for terms of not being Christ-like. Yeah, yeah basically making making yourself look like a fool, thinking before you speak. <laughs> a huge one, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I fall victim to that all the time. Yeah. Where I don't, I just I just say <laughs> mouth vomiting instead of thoughtful speech. Yeah. Yeah, you ever uh, you ever just go ahead and speak, Louie, and 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 forget to think. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> no. at times, but you know, anger. Even God got angered. Yeah, He destroyed a few um, villages that didn't go by the law. Yeah. They um, were sinning, mm-hmm. doing bad, and God destroyed them. He put in the flood. To destroy all these people that were doing bad, killing, murdering, 
raping. They were they were going towards the devil, you know, and God yeah. got angry and decided Rightfully to so. get rid of them. Righteous anger. Yeah. So it's only right that Jesus would get angry for what they did in the temple. You know, I don't yeah. blame them for that because I would have got angry myself. You know, you, you're taking advantage of the people, taking their money when they're going through hard times, you know, and it wasn't right. Yeah, so it, anger is in all of us. God at least controlled it. And Jesus controlled it. When um, he pulled over the table and this and that, but then he calmed down. He let them know what he felt. And then he just kept going on with his preaching. And that's what you got to do. You got to learn to control your anger. Yeah. And, and allow it to be expressed when it's righteous. Right. Yeah. So I was going to continue with uh, after anger, moving into lust for Matthew 5, 27. Uh, you have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say unto you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one member than the, that of your whole body would be thrown into hell. If your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than your whole body go to hell. And I'll have uh, Sterling go into Romans 12, 4 through 5. If, if we could, just before we mm -hmm. do that, um, can you unpack? Because you, you made a good point earlier pre-show about uh, that, those, those, that verse right there. Um, talking about what the, the body and all that stuff. Um, so this, this actually this is going to... It's going to answer that? Okay. Okay. So 12, uh, Romans 12, verses 4 and 5. It says, For as we have many members in one body, this is KJV, by the way, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, every one members one of another. As Christ uses the members of the body as the community of church, so should we use uh, his uh, communication of members of the body as those of us and any around us uh, that are in our lives and who we interact with. So he might might be saying, if your right eye causes you to sin, literally tear it out and throw it away so that you don't have that temptation to see. Or he could be saying, if someone in the community is holding a very high sinful uh, direction or, or driving in, in, into your life, you might need to reevaluate how you can distance yourself from that person so that they do not cause you to sin. So it sounds like don't don't hang out with the poisonous people that's going to cause you to um, go right back out into the world. Whereas we do need to be like Christ and like try to at least plant that seed to Re sow. reach out. Certainly, yeah. We don't need that to cause us to fall into sin. Right. We don't need those stumbling blocks. It's hard enough as it is already. Mm -hmm. Human, human nature, personal human nature versus having uh, what they, peer pressure is what they call it or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. And then moving from both anger and lust into divorce as the uh, different emotions that play into such. Uh, Matthew five 
31 continuing on, it was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except on the grounds of sexual immorality, makes her commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman also commits adultery. Hmm. Uh, We'll have... Interesting. Yeah. uh, Josh, go ahead and read uh, Malachi 2, 14 through 16. Malachi 2. Divorces. Divorce is a very common common thing nowadays, or not even divorce, but not even people getting married because of the fact that they don't want to get married. Make that commitment. Yeah, well, the divorce rate in America is 52%. That's ridiculous. That's, it's, it used to be, uh, I think, um, in the 70s, I think we were at like a, a 20-something percent. Don't, don't quote me, YouTube. Don't kick us off for that. Um, I don't have the statistics in front of me, so I'm admitting that it's this just complete con- conjecture from my memory. So it's definitely lower. <laughs> definitely lower than now. And and 52%, that is, that is staggering. Um, and so that means um, it, it's highly likely that whoever you're standing next to it, when you decide to get married, it's pretty much 50-50. Uh, uh, actually it's, uh, 48, <laughs> and the 52 is not on your side. Um, so yeah, be sure. <laughs> it's almost essential to have, um, God as your standard, because if, if you use scripture for that, then you, you will, you will fight as hard as you possibly can, obviously to not get a divorce. But if you're not scripturally based or don't believe in God or have that quote unquote morality kind of code, it's easy to say, well, let's move on to the next one. Yeah. uh, Well, to that point real quick, um, the, what my wife and I, we, we talked about this with a lot of young, uh, married couples when, because we've been married for quite a few years and, uh, (laughs) one or two, John, just, just, you know, just, uh, just 18, but, (laughs) But yeah, so we've been around the block for a while and we've dealt with each other and, and, and know the ins and outs. But what we found is that we, um, and you've probably heard ministers talk about this and refer to this as well, the God glue, mm-hmm. right? When, when God is at the center of your life and everything else stems off of that, that's, that's what allows that relationship to keep flourishing. And that, and that, and that isn't necessarily just with, between uh, spouses. Um, they could be, you know, or, or even boyfriends, girlfriends, stuff like that. That could be between your friends as well. You know, you have to be able to allow God to direct you into that good path. That Cameron's making really good points with, with his uh, <laughs> stuff here. Overflow. Yeah. So um, where do that leave me? I was married by the church. Yeah. And um, once you're married, you can't get divorced because you got married. Under the church, and oh, no, um, can't get divorced, okay. yeah. as the Bible said. You know, once you marry, you marry forever. But me and my woman, we got divorced. Now I'm <laughs> living with another woman. We're not married, but where did that that leave me? Did I sin because I did that? So there's 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 technical there, but when you're talking about the, the eyes of the law, you're common law married. So, um, that, that, that's a whole other situation there and we can dig into that uh, cause that's, that's quite a bit to dig, uh, to unpack there, Louis. And, and we'll have, we can definitely have some deeper conversation on it. But I think as far as like divorce goes, um, 
it, it, the Bible does not say you can never get divorced. Obviously, there are reasons um, why divorce is going to happen. Um, we talked about infidelity being one of them. Um, but, and that's, but uh, well, in modern age, and especially in the United States, it's usually money. <laughs> um, but it's not, it, it doesn't make you evil or a sinner. It just means that you're no longer together, and, and that was just a better way for both of you to live, right? Um, yeah, the two things I would I would say about that, if I can remember both of them now, I know the first one specifically is, if let's say at the time you weren't you weren't saved or you weren't even into God or you didn't even care about God, let's just say that, I think there's a separation there. Going back to once again knowing right and wrong, scripturally based. So like, okay, you were married but you didn't know God. You didn't know what the Bible said. You weren't saved. So I think there. I don't want to say leeway. That's probably not even right. But uh. In the law, out of the law, however, you want to say that. But grace. knowing, huh? Grace. Yeah, grace. Knowing now that you know that, I would say, and this is not judgment or anything on you or anything like that, is uh, if, say, the Indiana state law is if you're with someone for so long, <clears throat> excuse me, that you're married, then okay. But it's it's the fact that however long it takes, let's say it's 10 years, let's just, for example, if you have, you have done anything, let's just say physically before that ten mark, I would say that's probably going against. And my, this is my personal opinion: would be going against scriptures because you're not supposed to defile the, the wedding bed. So if marriage is ten years, then you'd have to wait until that ten year mark. But if you didn't want to wait and and you wanted to, let's say you were struggling with um, those lusts or just the desire to be with the person that you wanted to be with the rest of your life, then I would say getting married is probably the right way to go. I know that in New York is seven years being with a woman. Yeah, and I believe it's the same it's here in common Indiana. law. Yeah. But I heard that in Indianapolis don't recognize yeah, the common law. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was seven years here. Yeah, well. I thought it, I thought it was too. But uh, I, with the court cases and stuff that I've been going through, apparently it doesn't exist here. Hmm. It's interesting to find out. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, you're from New York. Maybe we just go with that, right? <laughs> either way. Yeah, either way. I mean, if you feel guilty about it, if you feel guilty about it for some reason, say him reading that, or you just reading scripture in general, and you, you say, well, that's tugging at my heart, you know. I mean, you can always ask for forgiveness. I mean, I, I, I always do. I always ask God forgiveness. And my marriage was really broken up because of me. It was more my fault. And um, I guess I deserve everything I got. I mean, we all make and mistakes. And I hope God forgive me for that. Certainly. Absolutely. I mean, he's a forgiving God, right? Ask. That's it. That's yeah. all he says. Just yeah. ask and I'll forgive you. Cast it away, right? And and if you do, Louis, uh, decide to, you want to do the, the whole production and, and go into a church and get married, you know, I've got my certificate. We can, we can go, I can, I can perform, I can perform the wedding. I'll be, I'll be your <laughs> and, best man. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I would love to, boy, yeah, <laughs> the flower boy. <laughs> I would, I would love to perform the wedding and you know it. Mm. Um, so be that awesome. would be. Yeah, awesome is definitely awesome. the word. <laughs> I know that I know us white guys use that a lot, but <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Okay, so back to the lecture at hand, right? Uh, so we were in Malachi. <laughs> no, I think this is a good tangent because I think some a lot of people needed to hear that for sure. Definitely. Um, so thank you for bringing that up, Louis, and, and um, contributing. Thank you for joining in and being open <laughs> about it. That's good. It's raw. Thank you. Uh, couldn't have been easy. Couldn't have been easy. Um, so I commend you for that. Um, so Malachi 2, 
Yes, uh, 14? 14 through 16. 14 through 16, okay. So, uh, but you say, why does he not? Because the Lord was witness between you and the wife of your youth, <clears throat> to whom you have uh, been faithless, though she is your companion and your wife by covenant. Did he not make them one with a portion of the Spirit in their union? And that was uh, and that was the one God seeking, uh, godly offspring. So guard yourselves uh, in your spirit, and let and let none of you be faithless to your wife uh, of your youth. Uh, for the uh, for the man who does not love his wife but divorces her, says the Lord, the uh, the God of Israel uh, covers his garment with violence, says the Lord of hosts. So guard yourselves in spirit, and do not be faithless. Um, so I think that kind of answers your question a little more openly there, Louis. It's saying, uh, you know, so you, you, you probably went through a lot of hardship after that divorce, right? Yes, I did. Um, and those hardships, I, I would say, um, and not to say that it always goes this way, because I'm sure that some people go through divorce and then they're immediately getting in something that, a situation that makes them happy. But you being a man who, who knew that God existed, certainly, and believed in God, um, if nothing else, uh, then you were you were in his purview, and uh, and he said, "Hey, I'm gonna probably go ahead and chastise you now." It was righteous anger, as we talked about before, right? Um, Eating you on your way, but you went through those things, and then you found the woman you're with now, who's absolutely amazing, right? Mm-hmm. And what a blessing she is. So I'd say you're on the right path, right? Yeah. And I corrected a lot of my mistakes that I did for yeah. my first marriage. Yeah. I learned, yeah. even though, you know, maybe I needed that. So I could learn that losing somebody that I loved was what I needed to learn that I made mistakes and not to do them again with my next one. Yeah. Get your attention for sure. Continuing on in Matthew 5.33 for oaths, uh, after talking about divorce. Yes. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by earth, for it is the, his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not take an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair black or white. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. Basically saying, uh, be, intentual, be intentional with your words and actions. Intentional, yep. Absolutely. Intentional is a good one. Intentional <laughs> is even better. <laughs> the word you're looking for. <laughs> um, yeah, so we like to have we like to have fun on here uh, <laughs> for sure. Um, so being being intent uh, being intentional, uh, <laughs> I think that that's uh, uh, speaks uh, volumes to to any oath, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I recently myself had taken an oath to become a member of the clergy, um, so uh, I don't take that lightly. Um, that doesn't mean that I don't slip up. Yeah. Right, um, say things, do things. Still human, 
Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't stop you from being human just because you make a commitment to something, but we have that intent to, mm-hmm. we're going to try, right? Even as being Christians. Yeah. Yeah. We, we make many, I would say, I mean, once again, personal, personal, uh, we make many promises <laughs> as human beings. We definitely don't keep them. <laughs> I think that's the, I think that's the whole point of what he's trying to say is basically God is the ultimate, what he says he's going to do mm-hmm. as a human being. You're faulty. You, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, every day, that's something I say, I'm going to clean something or whatever, but it doesn't happen. But God is that ultimate authority on it. And don't uh, make oaths out of sin or out Absolutely. of yeah. thoughts that you haven't made sure of that can't lead you to sin. Like saying things like, uh, well, and this is this is my, my downfall, but like, oh, I'm going to start that diet on Monday, but I got a big cheeseburger sitting right in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Temptation. <laughs> it's okay, just this one more. Yeah, right? Just and that's a common that's a common thing. That that's that's the road to destruction right mm-hmm. there. Just this one more. Self gratification. Big one too. Your weakness is ice cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a little shop right down the street called Sweet Scoop and uh, it's on my mind right now actually. <laughs> they have some hand dipped ice cream down there, buddy. We'll try to get there as often <laughs> as you can. Continuing on to retaliation. Uh, Matthew 5.38, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him also, turn to him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him also have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who begs from you, and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. And then I'll have Sterling go back to Romans 12, mm-hmm. 17, and 19. 17 says, Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. 18 is, If be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. 19. 19. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Yeah. That's hard. <laughs> I don't even know where to start with that one. Like, well, I'm going to put everything down because I don't have anything to talk about this one. Well, I, I like that you brought up the turn, turn the other cheek. Um, and because actually, Sterling, I know Sterling uh, gave you a little bit of a precursor on that, but um, here it comes. <laughs> right? So it's not, it, it, so yeah, certainly we're, we, we give what we can, mm-hmm. as far as we can. We let that. We can let that line move as far as we feel that that threat, that threshold is going to go. But we, um, when he's talking about when he's turning in their cheek, um, he's talking about, uh, especially in that time, mm-hmm. uh, it was set up as a challenge. Yeah. So it, it's saying, um, you've hit me here. Mm-hmm. Here's the other one, and if you hit me here, that's the end. Of yeah. It, right. That. that you're you're gonna lose, and it's not yeah. a physical confrontation that he's promising. It's it's gonna be words. Yeah, uh, but he's he's still God's son. So <laughs> um, <laughs> I was say that that's the whole thing. Yeah. God will is the vengeful one. He'll take care of it. Yeah, yeah. And and through the uh, uh, Romans rule for each of these, as far as I have been told recently in the past two weeks, uh, with my men's group, uh, for each point of this. Uh, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth uh, was specifically 
back to what Josh just said uh, with the here's one, here's the other. But uh, if anyone were to take you further than that, that would that would be the hey, well then I'm allowed to sue you for that thing. Yeah. Um, whereas the tunic and the cloak, uh, the cloak was part of the uh, Roman att- attire. You could not sue that from from someone. But if they take your tunic, which is something that was legally allowed, and it was rightfully like something you've done against them, go ahead and give them your cloak as well. You've you need to make that that payment that uh, recompense recompense to uh, make sure everything's is paid out justly and uh, fair for all all, all sides. Yes, but then, <laughs> but then the. Uh, He's shaking things up for you. (laughs) If if anyone forces you to go one mile and go with him uh, two miles, was also in uh, Roman uh, uh, rule that uh, that's what basically all the all the soldiers would do would at least go that one mile, and then they would also have to go that second one, just because. So it's like if he's going to if someone's going to sue you, and he has to walk that two miles to do so, go ahead and take it with them because you need to make sure that everything is. Good. Yeah. Stay. Yeah. Stay square. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right and ju- rightful and just. Yeah. And then again, also into that fourth point, if anyone uh, begs from you, not saying like anyone because there are those who are, who would who would do take advantage uh, take yeah. advantage <laughs> yeah. against Irreparable that, but <laughs> uh, also not refusing someone who would borrow from you. Uh, is kind of that like if you know someone needs something and they're going to use it for the, their own livelihood, you need to be at least be able to make sure that that's provided for them. Mm-hmm. So not only giving like someone money for something, maybe if they're in need of food, just get them food or something. Or hey, so you say well, someone with like rent rent clothes on the side of the street you can go and maybe you don't give them money for it because they can again go and get anything they want bring a bag of clothes next time you see them or something like do what you know you can for someone who is in need not what they can use for themselves um and that and that can expand to to well beyond just mm -hmm. uh um Tangible things, right? Yeah. I mean, you can you can just do for others um, the good news. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be for those of in like uh, in poverty or in in a begging sense. It could yeah. just be your neighbor on the side of the street, someone you pass by. Well, um, uh, if I could just brag on Louie a little bit, yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm sure he's going to appreciate this. Uh, so, uh, as we were exiting from the uh, after the, in the ending of the last. Uh, Taping of the pot, or pa- taping of the last episode, um, we're all going out, and we're we have this uh, post-show ritual that we either go out for ice cream or, or milkshakes or something uh, to that effect, or food. Um, and I was probably a little bit overzealous to go out and get some of this uh, large milkshake, but uh, um, I, I stepped off my stair and I rolled my ankle, and and I and I'm pretty much useless to do any yard work. Uh, so uh, Louis came over two days. Because uh, I had a, I had a lot of stuff going on in my yard. That's why you were out there. I was wondering what you were doing. I was like, oh, Josh. Yeah, he did there. all the weed eating. Louis and is 
tearing up the yard. Yeah, and, and, it, and he mowed and, and took care of the whole thing. And uh, and so when he, he left, I, I said, Louie, is, is that a golf course or is that my yard? Because <laughs> <laughs> it looks so good. That's probably the best that yard's looked since I've lived here. Um, so um, that's certainly something that God would go uh, through and say, that's, that's an example of mm-hmm. what you're reading right there. Yeah, bless that for sure. Because... I mean, if I could have mowed my yard, but like it would have taken way longer. And possibly may have hurt you even more, or, make yeah. you even more sore, yeah. keep that process from healing. Maybe even more useless where mm-hmm. I couldn't get down here into the studio and host shows. Could have been <laughs> zigzaggy too. No it's, perfect it's almost, yeah. it's almost like be the blessing in others' lives as you expect others to be the blessing in yours. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you, Louie. You're welcome. Good, good job. <laughs> and then continuing down to Matthew five forty three on to the end, uh, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who prosecute you so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good. And he sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You therefore must be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. That is hard to do. Be perfect. To me, only God could be perfect. We're humans. It's going to be hard. Well, we have that perfect picture, so we have something to strive for. So yeah. I mean that, yeah, it's going to be a rough road for sure, but. Yeah, ever, ever, ever trying to attain it, right? One step at a time. Yeah, that's what we got to remember. Exactly what we got to remember. All we got to do is try. Try to be perfect, but it's going to be hard. Believe me. Yep, Try try to be perfect, but understand that you're not. Right. Mm-hmm. Just try to do the right thing. This is not even standard standard too high. Let's just, let's just try to do the right thing first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got, definitely got to start somewhere because um, there are those of us uh, that will immediately go to the dark <laughs> and the wrong and uh, the hateful, the, ang- the, the anger, the all that stuff that's not righteous. Uh, um, and we, we've got to learn to reprogram that <laughs> and rewire us for, for God's... Uh, God's use. And God's use, yeah. yeah. And so uh, for those for those notes that I had on that was uh, even by, by what it, how it's said or asked in the Bible that uh, even the tax collectors do the same or even the Gentiles do the same. Like others around who aren't of the faith or aren't uh, following God or, or, or who aren't saved may still go about their days being nice to others or greeting their brothers or... Mm-hmm. Loving the the their neighbors as themselves, but they're not keeping from sin. So he's asking here, basically, if you're only doing that, what are you really doing for God? What are you doing for your walk towards the kingdom? What are you What are you doing to to show others that you aren't just another person on earth, or or just just another? Um, good person. Yeah, yeah. supposed to stand out. 
supposed to be known by it was our fruits and by our actions. And yeah, it's got to look different than the world, <laughs> and uh, not different than the world. So it's two different pictures. So we can do what the world does. There's plenty of nice people out there for sure, absolutely. But there's got to be good in the world, but set to a standard. And, and as a as the mic just topples over. <laughs> Uh, a code almost hold yourself to a certain code or a biblical standard don't just, just keep it simple it's a biblical standard and that would be the difference so there's good in the world but there is um not hesitation but there's give like oh, okay maybe this is okay immorality oh. um uh there's many topics i don't know what we can and can't sound here i forgot but <laughs> being a christian you have a baseline and that i think that us growing up as, as a, a young boy, my dad said, hey, this is what you can and can't do, and that it's easier to stick to than a ever-evolving and changing and confused world that we live in. I think that's Christians versus nice people. Yeah, and, and yeah. by law-bound, government keeps changing various laws. And, this is true. And, <laughs> and we got to follow the laws unless... Pushing things that are out, outside scripture. So. Yeah, that's God. That's yep. like me... Um, like you said, love thy neighbor. Mm-hmm. I have good neighbors where I live at, but I have one <laughs> that me and him, we're always discussing and getting into argument about politics. Mm-hmm. We argue with each other. We walk away from each other, a little upset, but then the next day we're talking to each other. I don't try to hold a grudge yeah. because we have a difference in... Um, politics and that's one way of getting along with your neighbor and not feuding or having arguments and fighting with your neighbors yeah. i have one of those too louis <laughs> as you know yeah. <laughs> it's, they're not at this table <laughs> i think that's the uh, although sterling you said that one though <laughs> i knew it uh, i think that's like the, the the healthy portion of that uh where you can have a, a discommunication with someone or, or an argument with someone and debate. still a ba- debate yeah, yeah. with someone without hurting them or or, or making it a, a scene or, or becoming a problem for yourself or their life. You can still uh, go on about your day and then come back the next and still have a whole, whole new conversation. Yes. Whether or not you still never agree on something, you're still presenting yourself so that you can come back and still be just that the same person you were the the day before. So Yeah. It's no good to have a neighbor that is mad at you or you mad at them all the time cuz you got to learn to get along, you know, you're living right next to each other. So it's either to put the argument and then put it aside and then just get along and talk about other things. I think I feel that's healthy. I feel like having de- debating, even it's even a learning process. I think. Yeah. I mean, how are you supposed to reach somebody anyway? It's like, oh, this is how you feel. Okay, okay, I hear you. I hear you. Here's how I feel, and you know, whatever knowledge or material you're going to use to back that up, and then back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. The problem I think in our society now is it's here's what it is, and the moment you try to say something against that, you get called everything in the book. Whether you're racist, you're mm-hmm. yada yada. I mean, there's too many. It's ridiculous. Ists. <laughs> and isms. <laughs> there's no discussion. No. And as a people, 
if we're not discussing things and working through things and like finding a common ground, even if, if that's possible, uh, I don't even know. It's a dictatorship almost kind of scenario versus a, what, a democracy or we have to be open to uh, tyranny versus republic. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, whereas that also goes beyond the bounds of just neighbors you could also have that with like co-workers even in your own marriage you have to be open to be able to have those conversations those things that need to be disputed those things that need to have uh, talks about you have to be open to hearing from from the side that's being uh, argued and you have to still be able to show them how you can debate with what uh, they might not see or they might need to hear from uh, on your own side so that you might not defend yourself, but that sh- you can show that where um, they might not be able to understand everything clearly or, or might be uh, misunderstanding uh, on certain terms that uh, a better lifestyle or a better uh, way of being with that person or with a friend or a neighbor or a family member or anyone can eventually be resolved or, or at least come to some, com- again, common ground or mm-hmm. just be talked about in an easier to, way. You got to know how to understand each other and always talk about your problems with each other, understand each other's problems and make sure that everything goes well and you agree with her or she agrees with you, even if you don't come to a common ground. Never want to go to bed angry. Right. Right. <laughs> Definitely don't want to do that. You specifically said that, uh, was it a uh, gift? You put your gift down and if you have odd mm-hmm. against another brother, go talk to him. Yep. I mean, there's many times, I mean, like, once again, this is all personal experience and it's it's interesting how it all it kind of validates mm-hmm. itself. We're in the family portion anyway, so it's yeah, perfect. Yeah, it validates yeah. itself. So, uh, semi-recently, I had a discussion with, like, Kyle and, well, I don't know, maybe say My the name, brother. But, yeah, your brother and his wife. Um about some things and just not knowing. Sometimes we're just so oblivious to things because of what we feel. We don't see how what we feel is affecting somebody else's feels. Mm-hmm. So that was that's very interesting that that is a. If someone comes to you like that, you have to accept it no matter what it is too. And that was something that I had to go through the marriage class and stuff with with my wife, and she would say this thing like, "But what? Like, no, how did you?" No, that's how that's how she sees it. That's how she feels, mm-hmm. and I have to accept that. And it's like, well, what can I do to make you not feel that way? Mm-hmm. So it's it all comes full circle. Yeah, and sometimes those those statements can make you feel like that's silly. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, like, mm-hmm. that's silly. I don't, I don't, I don't know that I agree with it, but but it's that that worldview, right? Of of whatever's going on, and it, and that the me um, view, I think, mm-hmm. even. yeah. Yeah. You, you never know what someone's going through for sure. I mean, even if they're directly connected to you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, but I think that arguments, once again, I reiterate, arguments are healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that early on, and that's not to say that my wife and I don't still argue. Productive argument. Mm-hmm. Productive. <laughs> constructive. Yeah, but because uh, we are, we certainly argued a whole lot more when we were uh, younger and, and dumber, right? Um, <laughs> not not her, me. I was I was dumber. She never got, She was never dumber. She was always smart. Genius. <laughs> <Pure> genius. <laughs> um, top of the class, for sure. No, um, <laughs> That's why you picked her. Yeah, exactly. Or she picked you, actually, probably. Yeah. Um, b- both. I think we went both ways. 
But <laughs> both, both is good. There was an agreement somewhere. Yeah. So at some point she's like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> uh, no, but those arguments learned to, uh, uh, learned us, taught us. Learned us good. We're just bringing up all kinds of new words tonight. Uh, <laughs> taught us uh, how to better communicate because, you know, like I said, early in marriage, you know, we, we were young uh, and we're saying things to each other that you n- you never say. You don't don't use absolutes. First of all, any relationship, Same friendship, uh, yeah, it's like, well, you always do this, or you never do this. Stop that. Get that out of your vernacular. Uh, you know, and, unless it really is always or never, which it probably isn't. It's kind of um, keeping to that oath oath thing. Don't ever say that someone's doing something if you might not be, or if you're exaggerating what what the truth is. Yeah. But to the earlier point, it was like with arguing with with her, it learned, it taught us, it taught us, man, I just keep going back to it. It taught us this better way to communicate, this better way to uh, resolve uh, those things that were upsetting us between each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I learned over the years to be softer and kinder and more patient. Uh, it's not to say that I'm always that way. <laughs> Obviously, still a human being here. And still uh, fallible, but I try to be. And I try to uh, go by what the word said. Um, more intentional. More intentional with it, yes, exactly. Um, and where she has had to learn that I'm going to always try to fix things. See, women women just want to uh, have you hear the problem. You don't need to fix it. Um, but guys, we're wired that we always just want to go, where are the holes in the ship? How can I plug them? <laughs> yeah, because there's a leak here. There's a leak here. Let's just put some chewing gum over that, and let's put a Band-Aid over that. And let's put <laughs> it's all just temporary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're trying to figure out how to fix it as opposed to just hear what they have to say. And that's, I think it's the best advice I can give on that. But that, that, uh, as far as what, what I learned and how, <laughs> how those arguments taught us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But if you see that the argument is becoming heated, mm-hmm. try to take a time out. Mm-hmm. Go outside, relax, hold while, mm-hmm. bring your temper down, mm-hmm. and then go back later on and talk about it. When and you're tell calmer. It, you know. yep. mm-hmm. Gather your thoughts. That's a good yeah. advice, Louie. That's good advice, especially for the younger people out there. Because I, I wish I would have known that when I was um, very early on in my marriage. You get a little, a little bit heated and a little bit angry and... It gets worse. Yeah, and you get each other's face and you're going, ah, <laughs> and you're saying things that really hurt each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, man. Blessed are the peacemakers. Yeah. Yeah, for they shall inherit the earth, right? And the meek. Yep. I, I don't know much about being meek. <laughs> <laughs> humility. I mean, you can throw humility in there, too. I mean, there's... There's a few on that list There's that he, quite a few, he yeah, goes through in that passage. I remember. Uh, yeah. And well, and like I said, it, does, it doesn't just it doesn't just go in with your relationships or your, your with your spouse. I mean, it goes into friendships too. When it comes to learning how to communicate with each other, talk about being humble. Yeah. It goes back to your message, humbly in your place, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, such a good episode. If you haven't watched it, go back and watch it. It's one. I think it's one of my favorites uh, to date for sure. Um, but allowing yourself to not have such an ego that you're just right every single time. Now I happen to be right most of the time, but that's just how it works. (laughs) 
I mean, who's keeping count, Josh? Like, you got a book or something? I do. <laughs> I knew it. And I think on the other side of that is is being, uh, for c- certain circumstances, I, I, I often feel like I'm being held uh, accountable for what I don't understand or for what I don't or can't uh, can't think about or can't process for myself and that someone else is upset at me for not knowing or not being able to hear someone else's side that I'm just not being able to perceive in their way or, or how they're trying to explain it. So. Yeah, that, that, that is difficult. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I know that exact situation. And then it usually gets followed up with, well, if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta um, <laughs> please break it down more for me. Me no speaking no goody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've been through that. I have had my woman. She Sometimes I can't process, process what she's telling me and... And it, she gets mad at me because I don't. And it brings an argument. And mm-hmm. sometimes I just have to relax, go outside, and think about it, and see what that she mean yeah. and what she's trying to tell me. And sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. Well, it takes – and there's another difference between men and women. Women can process things – like that. like that, right? Whereas most men, we we take a little more time, um, and and <laughs> maybe women are smarter. I don't know, um, but <laughs> they just process things. Uh, but they just process things that's, differently, that's and it's, it's faster. Yeah, yeah. As a man um, and a woman were two sides of a coin. You know, but we usually take a little more time. We soak it in. We try to figure it out because we're while the women are are just slapping down puzzle pieces. We're going, no, this one goes here. Where's okay. the puzzle box? Yeah. <laughs> that happens sometimes. See the lid? Those are good me- that's a good metaphor. <laughs> as well. I don't even know where it's Does someone bring out the rules? Yeah. Uh, or we're just we're just searching for the corner pieces sometimes, right? That's, <laughs> that's exactly what it does. We've got to do the framework first. Yeah. So we're, we're always Get trying to, to figure out how to yeah. formulate it, it right? Yep. Formulate exactly what we're processing. So that goes right back to what you formulate, said, Louis. Construct. Yeah. Fix, right? Fix. It all goes back to like this, mm-hmm. This, uh, I guess it's probably part of our id too, like just always mm-hmm. wanting to construct, fix, and uh, yeah, take care, protect, right? Yep. And uh, yeah, but women don't don't need that because they're more emotional creatures. Not a bad thing. No, absolutely not. <laughs> it's Never. needed. It's absolutely needed yeah. because it balances us out. Exactly. We're stubborn and, and we don't see things the way that, women do or our significant others do or whatever we need you need both sides like to get a complete understanding you have to have both sides and and that all comes in time and in learning and knowledge and wisdom even mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. all right i think that was productive that was good i like that thanks cam for bringing that Speaking thank you for things. having me on yeah well, always 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 you're welcome back Multiple times yeah. <laughs> tomorrow, actually. <laughs> well, well, we're going to tape another show, <laughs> and <laughs> no, you're going to be here. So that's happening. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of things being on, on two different sides, I actually had, uh, we had this uh, representative from Wyoming. Her name is Liz Cheney. Um, she's no longer their representative, and we'll get to that in just a second. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> 
she always had <laughs> Republican uh, after her after her name, and and that's what she ran on. She claims to have been a Republican, uh, but uh, her value system doesn't quite uh, match up with that. Uh, nope. A lot of and, and she was actually uh, a big part of the uh, what we call the January six hearings. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anybody's heard of those, uh, not that any of us care what happened on January six. If you don't know what happened on January six. And Cam's giving me the confused look right now because he's young and he doesn't keep up with that stuff, and that's okay. That's okay. So, uh, so January sixth, when uh, just just prior to uh, Biden being claimed as president, um, a lot of uh, Trump supporters or so-called Trump supporters—we don't know if they actually were or not—because there was a lot of those air quotes uh, verified. Verifiably, there was FBI agents amongst that crowd. Um, It to me, from what I've seen and the evidence that I've. Uh, watched uh, going back to Tucker Carlson's um, documentary uh, on it, it was pretty much a walkthrough. I mean, they they they, they go to the Capitol where everything is being uh, processed, and they walk past. They walk through the police, open the gates, they walk in, they get a little they get a little more rowdy. They're around the buildings. Some windows mm-hmm. start getting broken, and some people start entering the building. But they walk around the building. They're not actually harming anyone. Mm-hmm. They do take some things. So, um, uh, to compare that with like, I don't know, the entire summer of 2020, um, which I'm sure you heard about that, Cam. Uh, (laughs) A little bit. Yeah, a little bit, right? We couldn't go anywhere, but people could destroy entire businesses or entire blocks, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't even remember that year. What happened? (laughs) Right? Um, So, obviously... Um, they needed an entire committee uh, to stop these evil Trump supporters, uh, and and that's why that's what Liz Cheney was heading up. That so that's that was the biggest part of uh, what turned a lot of people on her. But uh, she also doesn't uphold the values of, of a good conservative. Um, so coming from Fox News, uh, Joe Biden actually called Liz Cheney after her primary election defeat. Um, President Biden. Uh, we don't know what what he called her. <laughs> no, he he called he called her up on the phone. Uh, he was probably like, "Where are we? Who are you?" Um, <laughs> What's it doing? President Biden called uh, Representative Liz Cheney, a uh, Republican from Wyoming, after her overwhelming defeat in Tuesday's Republican primary, according to a, a, a new report from Bloomberg. The Trump back uh, challenger Harriet ha- uh, Hageman defeated Cheney by thirty seven points. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, for layman's terms. Thirty-seven thousand, right? That's how, that's what a, a point is. It's another mm. thousand votes. Thirty-seven points. That's a lot of points. <laughs> that's a mm-hmm. lot of peoples that did not like Liz Cheney. Uh, so, uh, yes, uh, and so it was uh, long expected to, uh, uh, but still drawing loss for uh, Liz uh, Cheney. Biden called her on Wednesday, but the details of their uh, conversation are unknown. It has been widely uh, suspected that Cheney uh, may make a presidential run in the wake of her defeat, though she held off on announcing anything this week. Um, Republican strategists say that um, the embattled opponent of former President Donald Trump would have virtually no chance in the G- uh, GOP presidential primary, probably because I will probably, let's uh, take a look at it, but uh, it could be the 2024 uh, GOP candidate. I don't know. We'll have to look at it. <laughs> That's why Cheney is trying to get rid of him because 
she's thinking about running for that president to be president, and um, she's yeah. looking for every reason to get rid of him from running. Because Trump is the roadblock, right? Yes. He is the roadblock for her. For and her I think this hate came from when, wasn't she working with Trump, and then Trump got rid of her somehow? And uh, that's when the hate started coming? She's never liked Trump. She's never, ever liked Trump. Um, and, and I think it, it goes back to um, the idea, or the, I think the, the lie that we've been sold that he's just so hateful. And sure, he had some mean tweets, which I miss, by the way, personally. Um, but he, uh, you know, it's just his general demeanor. And that's, it's, he is rough around the edges. He's rough around the edges. It's, it's hard for us to, to deal with someone who's rough around the edges sometimes. And she is, what, for lack of a better term, gets triggered every time she sees or hears his voice. Um, so, But yet he was good for the United States. He did a lot for the people, for the blacks. And, you know, because he has a little attitude here and there and says certain things, doesn't mean nothing. He was helping out the American people. Yeah. And he, everything was looking better and going smoothly into Biden took over. Yeah, gas was certainly cheaper, too. Yes, very cheap. <laughs> Food was cheap. Well, Rent yeah. was down. Now everything is going up. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't, I don't know, was it pad, padded? But he didn't, he wasn't soft. He said what he, he, he meant, and he went with it, and instead of current uh, leadership where, oh, you, you want something? Let's see what I can No, it was, it was very straightforward. Standard. This is what's best. I'm not going to just keep. Cowtailing. Yeah. 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 I'd rather have somebody like that than the president we have now. That he's yeah, trying no. to really mess us up, put it, bring us into inflation, bringing gas prices up. He's really destroying the United States. Biden and, really is, yeah. And I'd rather have Trump than him. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, think a lot of people are realizing that from what I've, I've read and, and been seeing and stuff. People, are Yes, there's a lot of people trying totally to hear huge, huge shift towards Biden, you know, went, oh, yeah, and now that he's in his, his reign, if you will, shifting back to the, eh, you know, Slowly made a somewhere. <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of Spanish people turning Republican now. They used to well, be all the Democrats. You know why a lot of Hispanic uh, Hispanics uh, ultimately end up conservative when they when they start actually paying attention to policies. Taco mm -hmm. trucks, huh? Taco trucks. <laughs> no, yeah, certainly. Yeah, Jill Biden calling them tacos. Um, that's that's one oh, thing. Yeah. Uh, she's, she's an awful human being. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, um, I, I would hate to be. I, if I, I'm mostly Irish, so they probably would reduce me to a potato. Um, <laughs> although I, I don't look much like uh, Brian Stelter, so. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're probably not wrong. <laughs> but, yeah, so to go back to my, my earlier point. So the reason a lot of Hispanic um, people uh, tend to uh, gravitate towards cons uh, being conservative once they start actually paying attention to policies is because those policies, those ideas that all lines up with how they live their life, right? Strong family values, husband, wife, ch kids, right? Um, 
going to church. Most most Hispanics are Catholic or of some nature go to church, right? Um, most Hispanics uh, believe in those Judeo Christian values to bleed over into their life. Mm-hmm. Family, um, family, they they're more close to their family. morality code. At least having yeah. one in general, uh, doing what's right and working hard mm-hmm. is definitely something that's all throughout Hispanic culture. Um, I can vouch for the, the, the hard work of, of many, many people that I've known over the years that uh, of Hispanic descent, some of the hardest workers I've ever met. I can't keep up, <laughs> to be honest with you. And I've tried. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so those values, Once they, I think that's what it is. It's the value system is what draws the, the, the um, Hispanics uh, over there. And, and it's the same thing with um, uh, black culture as well. It tends to family oriented. Uh, church is usually a very common thread. All those things, those, those Judeo Christian values tend to bleed over into their life. Right. That's why they gravitate. They're, they're finding out, Whoa, this is, this is where I belonged all along. You know, not necessarily saying I belong to a group, mm-hmm. but just, I belonged with, people who believe that things should be done right and that I should work hard and, and, and earn, earn my keep. And, um, they're finding out, they're finding out. And what we got to do is try to get the young people to think our way, the Republican way, because right now they're learning a lot of Democrat stuff in school and they're being brainwashed. Mm -hmm. That's why you see them out there arguing, protesting, because they, they, they've been brainwashed to what the Republican wants them to think and believe. Because they, they want to they bow to like an, the alphabet community for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just need to think for themselves in general. I think people don't even think for themselves. They just follow what mainstream media and, and whatever's being pushed. Like I've, I've watched many, many, many videos here trying to get more into politics myself. and more, I just understand what in the world the world is. Uh, saying yeah and, and they'll ask these questions like oh so they'll say a comment oh who said oh that was trump trump said that and they're like no actually that was you know kamala or whoever you know and like what no way like yeah so they don't even they don't even know and they just go with the flow yeah, they don't think to look for themselves find out the what answer do for your themselves. own uh research. research do your own research yeah this yeah. is something like hitler used to do to the young kids when they were in school, mm. he would teach them and brainwash them to his way. And that's what they're doing now in the schools. And so many years going through school, listening, sooner or later you're going to be brainwashed and you're going to think yeah. their way. And yeah. this got to stop. You know, you got to teach them to think what's right and what's wrong and think of and, and teach them to think on their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not what they want us to want what Democrats wants them to think. Yeah, you know? independent thought, right? Right. Independent thought. And questioning authority. Don't don't be afraid to question authority. I'm not saying be hateful. Yeah. You can be kind and courteous, but anything worth its weight is can stand up to questioning. Mm-hmm. You know? Should and be able to be understandable. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, if you feel like somebody's leading you astray, ask ask. Ask the questions. Uh you know, try to Try to get to the bottom of it, and maybe maybe you're talking, you're le- you're trying to learn from someone, and you actually know more on the subject. Once again, kind, courteous, 
because uh, we want to do what's right, mm-hmm. right, Cam? <laughs> but ask the questions uh, that may lead them to the thought process that you're coming from, right? So, yeah, to stand on Louis's point specifically, I, he's talking about the schools and things. I feel that because you're saying you know, they're being taught one way. Absolutely. That's, that's absolutely true. But they're, but they're not even given the option to learn this way. It's it's thrown in your face here, and, like, this doesn't even exist. Like, no. Yeah. This, mm-hmm. this is this is all there is. But that's not true. They're, you're not – exactly. It's, it's almost mind control. It's it's very guided, very pinpointed uh, agenda. To, yeah. uh, if I can remember correctly, the last time I can remember even being asked to, like, recite – my, where I got information was was in ninth grade, and that would have been 2013, 2014, when I was, for reference, when I was in school, mm-hmm. was my freshman year. It was the only year I was ever asked. After that, they just kind of dropped it off the side, and it was like, yeah. mm, you don't actually have to do that anymore. Yeah, you don't have to verify your sources. No. Yeah, because I, I remember it, it was like half the grade, half mm-hmm. of any project that we had to do was like, well, where did you get it from? Your citations and then I went into 10th grade and they were like, yeah, we uh, don't need that anymore. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. <Yeah>. Wrong. <laughs> right? Uh, so Fake news. Speaking of sources. So speaking of sources, our, our, our second source today comes from the Daily Caller. Now, so um, as we discussed on the last episode, uh, we talked about the 87,000 new IRS, armed IRS agents uh, that are going to be unleashed on the American public. Um, as I said, you know, if they're going to, they're willing to raid Donald Trump's home, think of what a, an armed IRS agent might do to you uh, and I. So, um, it's scary. It really is scary. It really is scary. And guess what, Louis? Uh, according to this uh, article from the Daily Caller, the IRS isn't the only agency being supersized by Democrats. Hmm. Hmm. Curious, right? The Democrats' massive climate spending package, which President Joe Biden signed into law Tuesday, will give over $40 billion to the Environmental Protections Agency, uh, the EPA. Uh, just as the uh, bill allocates almost $80 billion to expand the Internal Revenue Service, IRS, that was for the 87,000 new employees, armed, uh, the bill dubbed the Inflation Reduction Act includes $369 billion. Let me repeat that so that your heart can start beating again. $369 billion in total climate spending. And will give the EPA more than $40 billion in, in the current fiscal year to c- combat climate change. The, the seasons change, bro. We don't need $369 billion to figure that out. Um, they want to enforce environmental standards and secure environmental justice, as they say. Um, according to a Congressional Research Service report, uh, the EPA's uh, enacted budget for 2022's fiscal year was about $9.5 billion, uh, according to the a- agency's figures, uh, meaning the bill will more than quadruple the EPA's current annual spending. Um, the IRS will use its $80 billion in, in new funding to hire 87,000 new agents, as well as ramp up uh, auditing, you and I, uh, and other enforcement mechanisms. Democrats claim these measures will raise $124 billion in revenues, not likely, uh, from increased taxpayer compliance. Uh, so they're going to come to your door and what, hold a gun to your head and say, give me your taxes now. Uh, that, that doesn't sound like uh, a, a fight they're going to win. 
Um, <laughs> Shouldn't they have that information already anyway? You have to file yeah. it. It makes <laughs> right? no sense. Every year, right? Yeah. Every year we have to file our taxes. Um, I'll go back to my 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 old, my go to tax taxes theft man. I, I don't I don't think that they use that money. Obviously, they're not using that money for anything good for us. Uh, why do they get it in the first place? Yeah, if it's this right, is, if it's right, I mean, was it render under Caesar, what is Caesar's or whatever? But it's got to be right. Mm-hmm. That doesn't that doesn't sound that sounds like uh, what's that uh, something hunting? Yeah, like a basically it's it's just, it's worthless. It's just another thing to fill some sort of agenda or something. It d- it doesn't have a. Is there an issue specifically with yeah. taxes right it's now? Like, like is that the ba- yeah. goals? Yeah. That a thing? Like, I guess I'm not informed on that. So no. Supposedly, you know, specific people aren't paying their fair share, and I think, okay. but I think that that's code. This is just my conjecture. Sure, sure. My conjecture that, um, and I, <laughs> I got to make sure I put that emphasis. To my conjecture on there. It's my conjecture that these taxes are going to be collected from specific people that they want to silence. Right, mm-hmm. because we're voices of dissent, like this group right here. This is voices of dissent. We're we're saying, what's right? Let's do what's right. Let's do what God has asked us to do. Uh, you know, we want to allow those Judeo Christian values to bleed into all aspects of our lives. That's why this show covers those three things because uh, the the faith needs to <laughs> go into your family, needs to go into your politics, how you make decisions. How to think all needs to stem from the Word of God. Just to give people the opportunity to hear it, too. It, I, once going back to what Louis said when I had, I had added on to, is it, that just that option is being taken away. Like, that's crazy. And it also makes them, brings them to spy on you, too. Mm-hmm. At Certainly. At the same time, you know, that it Our conjecture, of course, our conjecture, yeah. yeah. Yes, go continue. They um, use that excuse as, well, we're going to check your taxes and this and that, but we're going to also spy on you and see what you're saying or doing and what is your agenda, you know? And um, they did it to Trump. They did it to um, Giuliani. Giuliani and a few other uh, Republicans, and they're going to try to do it to us, too. And I don't think it's right. Like I said, because we're voices of dissent, right? Right. Because we're questioning the authority. Freedom of speech is is a good thing, and it should be for everybody, and they shouldn't stop us from saying for what we have to, what we believe in, and we shouldn't believe in everything they want us to believe in. Certainly, and it sounds a lot like George Orwell's 1984. If you haven't read that book, pick it up. Also pick up Animal Farm where you're at it, because we're not that far off from that that book as well. It's also a George Orwell book. Uh, Cam, you may have not heard of either one of these books. So this is good for uh, young people like you to go out there and, f- and find these books. Um, I, I believe they are available in, in your iBooks store mm-hmm. um, as well. So uh, George Orwell's 1984, take that note down, and George, or- George Orwell's uh, um, Animal Farm. Those are books that you will definitely um, get a lot out of, learn a lot from, but also while you're reading them, you're going to go, hmm, this parallels with society just a little bit too much. It'll make you uncomfortable, but you'll learn a lot, and you'll learn how to become that voice of dissent even better. 
Um, and hope they don't take it off the books. Uh, take it out of the libraries. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, we went so. over Animal Farm when I went to school in one of our classes, so I doubt that's still in school now. Yeah. yeah. We went over both books when yeah. I was in school. Nice. Yeah. Um, because 1984 blew my mind. I was like, we'll never, we'll never see this, you know? We're well past night. The, the actual year, 1984, we'll never see this. And then, like, who <laughs> wouldn't know? I'm like, I get a lot of, this, this, this close to 40. I'll be 39 next month. But just this close to 40 and. <laughs> That's huge. <laughs> right? And we're living it. Like, how is it, you know, they almost had that, the uh, Ministry of um, uh, Truth, they were going to try to launch in uh, in Washington D.C. It, it got shot down. Thank the thank the Lord because uh, people spoke up. Uh, there was enough voices of dissent against that. But that th- that very thing will probably uh, likely come back around when we have a little more of an ignorant population. People who don't do their own research, they don't watch shows like this to get informed and to find out. Hey, we need to start doing our research. We need to start questioning. We need to find out for ourselves exactly what's going on here um these are people that are trying to get rid of even the church they're yeah. trying to close down the churches trying to keep us from learning religion and so they could control us you know we have, and um, we have freedom of religion it's right there in the first amendment right it's part of the freedom of speech mm-hmm. freedom of religion it's like they're uh they're trying to quote unquote weed out things mm-hmm. yep and it goes right back to Orwell, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, to get on a, a lighter note, more a little more uh, levity. Yeah. Uh, from Red State this week, we had an article that it cracked me up, and I couldn't believe it when I read it. So, so uh, Trump, Trump, Donald Trump, he takes his troll game to another level, starts endorsing Democrats. <laughs> So uh, Donald Trump may be dealing with federal criminal investigation following the FBI's unprecedented raid. We've talked about how the, how unfair that is uh, of his home. But he's still out there and having fun. Uh, say what you will about the guy, but what's undeniable is uh, that he's hilarious. So uh, that was on display when he started endorsing Democrats this week. Um, uh, Nicholas uh, Wu, uh, Trump endorsed him. So a uh, lawyer... Uh, or, or this, there was a retweet from Nicholas Wu. Here I'm reading. Um, so uh, Trump tweeted, uh, or, well, truthed, because this is on Truth Social. He didn't tweet. He's not allowed on Twitter anymore. We can get to that subject another time. That's, that's, that's another discussion, uh, a president not being allowed on Twitter. But he, he put out on Truth Social, lawyer Dan Goldman is running for Congress, uh, New York 10th, 10th District, and it is my great honor to strongly endorse him. Uh, I, I do this not because uh, of the fact that he headed up the impeachment committee and lost, <laughs> but because he was honorable, fair, and highly intelligent. <laughs> I'd say quite the opposite is <laughs> true, but he's, he's stating it this way. While it was my honor to beat him and beat him badly, Dan Goldman was a one, has a wonderful future ahead of him. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, he had another a follow-up uh, truth that he put out. Just a few minutes later, a vote for Carolyn Maloney in uh, New York's 12th district is a vote for the future. She is a kind and wonderful person who has always said terrific things about me and will support me no matter what I do. Uh, Justice, I supported her very early on. She begged for a check with no quid pro quo 
and I uh, and I gave it to her. In fact, I gave her many. <laughs> what do you think, Louie? What do you think about Trump endorsing these Democrats? <laughs> I ain't got much to say about that one. I, I, I didn't make too much of a study on that. Well, obviously it's uh, it's ridicule, right? He's 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 making fun of them. He's endorsing them so that they'll lose, right? Mm-hmm. Because he knows that, that they hate him, so that they will hate them too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So they're gonna they're gonna vote for the the other guy or gal because there's only two genders. We we can get that another time as well. But they'll vote for the other guy or gal that's uh, running on that ticket because they don't like the fact that Trump endorsed them. Mm. <laughs> Reverse psychology. Yeah. <laughs> it's working. Cat. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what do you think, Cam? What do you think yeah. about him uh, endorsing the others? You got to beat them with their own tactics. Right? Yeah. Uh, now, uh, if you don't know who Daniel Goldman is, he's uh, the ridiculous hack lawyer that uh, Adam Schiff tapped for uh, Trump's first impeachment. So Trump, they tried to impeach Trump twice. Mm-hmm. I'm unimpeachable, folks. Um and it kept failing, right? <laughs> we had Daniel Goldman was part of that. Uh, he's uh, since uh, became uh, an online personality and has done his uh, fair share of uh, cable news hits. Um, Trump endorsed him, though, stating, while it was my honor to beat him and beat him badly, Dan Goldman has a wonderful future ahead. Uh, so <laughs> um, he's saying very kind things, but I, I, I think if we if we actually truly look at it, it's probably sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> it could be for sure. Even if it is, let's just say it, it is or isn't. By doing that, I don't know if I'm saying he, he's being a, the bigger man in it, but there are good things, good things, well, good things on that on the Democratic side too that you you could promote. Like they're not all of their ideals and things are bad. So, yeah, but if you read into that, well, if you read into that, what he what he truthed. Out. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, if you put that aside. I mean, yeah, put that in like beat him and beat him badly. Well, that's, just, that's Trump for you. Yeah. <laughs> He's always got to get a little bit of a boast in there, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think that's I think that's why we all uh enjoyed him being president. Uh one of the many reasons. Uh, more money in our pocket for sure, right, Louie? Mm-hmm. It was nice. More money, more grounded, in in a way, more Morality standpoints, more he ran it business like, um, which is something for a change that we we needed to get us back yep. on uh, on track instead of being pushy and soft and instead of spending three hundred sixty nine billion dollars on yeah the fact that fall changes to winter. <laughs> that, did that leaf just fall off that tree? <laughs> we need a whole new department. Yeah. Whole new department. Twenty more billion dollars. Leaves aren't supposed to change color. <laughs> what are you supposed to be? A flower? <laughs> like, it's spring, guys. What is spring? What is this? We must combat it. <laughs> the only spring I know is in my car. <laughs> what? Oh, goodness. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's back, it goes back to the schools. They're not yep. teaching them what spring is. Yeah. Probably I mean, they should hand them a slinky. Probably invite them to uh, Indiana, let them get a hold of Indiana's weather. Yeah, at least for a little while, right? They have their own committee just for Indiana. What is happening here? Like, <laughs> this is worse. Yeah, it, it'll only take them about 
45 minutes to experience pretty much every season, every right? Every season. Yeah. And ones that don't even exist. Together. <laughs> um, <laughs> my goodness. Speaking of things that will make you laugh this week, um, Daily Wire released this, and, and, and I don't know if they broke it or not. There's been a lot of uh, people that talked about it, but uh, – there, there was a, there was a host that people used to call Mr. Potato Head, uh, uh, jesting, jestingly, right? Um, not talking about you, right? Not talking about okay. me. Whew, no, I'm it. more like a French fry next to this guy. Uh, <laughs> salted or unsalted? Uh, certainly salted. I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a salty, salty person, right? Yeah, I have to say salt. <laughs> but this guy, he was a host on CNN, and he had, a, he had a show called Reliable Sources. Mm-hmm. Laughable. Um, but his name was Brian Stelter. And uh, according to the Daily Wire, he's out at CNN after network cancels his show. Um, CNN ho- uh, uh, host Brian Stelter is out at CNN after the network decided to cancel his hyperpartisan show, Reliable Sources, as laughable as that title is. The new, uh, new CNN chief, Chris Light, uh, reportedly uh, informed Stelter of the decision to cancel his show, Reliable Sources, yesterday. Uh, lit, uh, started to evaluate the hyperpartisan so-called talent uh, in quote air quotes um, at the network shortly after uh, he joined CNN as he uh, aimed to dial down the extreme partisanship that has been plaguing the network in recent years. Uh, not just recent years. It's been quite a while, but we can, we can circle back to that on another episode. <laughs> um, uh, he said CNN will end its reliable sources program on Sunday, August 21st. A spokesperson for the network uh, said in a statement, as a result, Brian Stelter will leave the company. We appreciate his contributions. I'm sure they don't. Uh, to the network and wish him well as he embarks on new endeavors. Finagling his way past uh, our show on YouTube. We probably get more viewers. <laughs> um, Stelter said in a statement that it was a rare privilege, air quotes, uh, to lead a show that examined what he claimed was the truth. Uh, the network reportedly laid off the show's entire staff. Wow. They must have all just like, follow the leader, follow the leader. <laughs> um, Fox News reported that CNN's Oliver Darcy will remain on the network to lead the Reliable Sources newsletter. So they're going to have a whole new, uh, whole new host. Wow. Yeah. So I wonder what vegetable they're replacing him with. You know, there's potato head before. Maybe they'll have uh, celery stick. Fake news canceling its own fake news. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe broccoli head. I don't know. Yeah, sauerkraut. <laughs> that's a probably an accurate description of most of the people that's on CNN, right? Well, there you go. <laughs> well, Trump did this, and Trump did that, and Trump did this. He's sitting at home watching television. Leave the guy alone. <laughs> They don't know. They're just misinformed, you know. <laughs> yeah, they don't have any reliable sources. Huh? Huh? He's at home. No, he's out there. <laughs> Changing seasons and things. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> That's how that works, you know. Previous presidents, because it changed the seasons. Apparently, they have like a little light switch. <laughs> oh, it brings me joy. It brings me joy, Louie. What do, you, what do you think about old Brian Stelter finding his uh, his self out there in the employment line? It's kind of bad. They're throwing everybody out. You, you don't know what what to expect anymore with these um, newscasters. They, anything is possible. You, 
I, I don't know. I really don't know. I've got much to say about it. I just know it's kind of bad <laughs> that he got thrown out. Anyway, CNN is not that great of a. They're not that great. They um, give a lot of false information. They more for the Democrats instead of the being both sides. They only see one side, and um, maybe it is good that they get rid of them and bring in a new crew and see how it works out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Change is change is good for that, right? Mm-hmm. God's got a plan. Right? He'll he'll work all things for good. God will yeah. provide. I, I do have. One question, though, CNN. Are you going to send him a gift basket? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that gift basket. It won't get there until next year, though. Yeah. Probably during a winter, summer, <laughs> fall, autumn. Yeah, one of those changing seasons, right? <laughs> the, the, the climate change. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Um, so we're uh, we're down to the wire here. Um, I think we've had a pretty good time. Um, I think I think that was an excellent message, Cam, and I think you can only get better Absolutely. from here. This this was his first time, guys, so uh, make sure you comment and and uh, give him some praise. Hey, if you didn't like it, comment about that too, because we we can learn, right? We can learn from those. We don't need crit- criticism too. I mean, I mean, if you hate watched, I'll 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 read those comments and I'll and I'll take those, Cam. You <laughs> you won't have to worry about those. I'll I'll keep those in my uh, my personal. Uh, yeah the hate box <laughs> we'll put those in the hate box we'll let alan talk to them no <laughs> also known as the suggestions box yeah they never check um, them. never check them but um we want to encourage cam because he's, he's a young man uh he's uh you know he's, he's got fresh eyes to the world i mean uh, uh you know i know that it's 23 yeah so 23 that's so it's uh, pretty early in life. He's got a lot of things he's going to experience, a lot of things it's going to teach him. And uh, I thank God that um, his, his cousin happens to be sitting right next to me, Sterling. Um, he's been mentoring him, and, um, and he's been learning more about the Word of God uh, and about how those values that are in that How to Think book, 66 Books of Truth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that How to Think book, that those are going to bleed into every aspect of life, every aspect of life. Uh, with that said, uh, Sterling, would you uh, bring us home in prayer? Absolutely. Well, I just want to come to you again and just thank you for this opportunity. Uh, Cameron brought a good message, Lord. It was your message uh, and, and our take on it, Lord. Just wow. I mean, I'm uh, taking it back as a as self-examination of myself and things that I need to work on, Lord, um, uh, through your word uh, so we know what to do to better ourselves and to better help other people, Lord. And I pray that you will use this to reach so many people, Lord. Uh, even if it's just one, Lord, I'll, I'll take it. I know that any of the guys here would take that, Lord. If they come to know you, that's a victory. No matter what else comes from it, Lord, that's a victory. So we want to give you all the honor and glory and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So that was Sterling Metcalf Allen giving us the prayer. Thank you for joining us, sir. No problem. Glad to be here. Especially having to ask you last minute. So, I, I mean, I, I think it turned out absolutely fabulous. Phenomenal. <laughs> Super fabulous. Trying to be more flexible. Yeah. I mean, pulling double duty. It's perfect, perfect producer. Uh, <laughs> across from him, we have the host of Rodriguez Rants, Louis Rodriguez. Thank you. Thank you for being here, sir. You made me a legend. 
Yeah, the man, the myth, the legend, for sure. <laughs> the wisdom at the table, right? Absolutely. We certainly needed to hear from him. Absolutely. Um, and next to him, the man who brought the message. There he is. Cam Reed. Thank you for having me on. It's, it's, uh, it's always a pleasure to have you around and to see you on this side of the camera. It, it, you don't have no idea how much joy it brings to my heart to see you on this side of the camera and know that you stepped up to the plate and you did it. I think this is a, this is one of the many steps you're going to take into becoming uh, a, a good man of God. Absolutely. I hope to be. And, I think it helps And to be it. so young and know so much about the Bible, you, you got to give it to him, you know? Yeah. He's real intelligent. Keep on keeping on. Can't take all the credit. I had a men's group help me with this, too. So Hey, hey that's what we're here for. That's what <laughs> yeah. everyone's here for. Mm -hmm. The yeah. body, as you say. Yep. Yeah. Right. And I've been your host, Joshua Cummins. Our trumpet all, impersonator. Yeah, don't all cheer at once. <laughs> <laughs> don't have the little poppers anymore. Can't, the, only <laughs> way, <laughs> the only way I could have been here. All right. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. We love you back.